I just it know sounds that the good last one we released. Damn it, Scott. Troy. <laughs> Troy. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. Where I come from, that's a term of endearment. Idaho. Boise. <laughs> no, like my family. Up there. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, you shouldn't have taken this long to find that out. Welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold pros. What's up, guys? Oh, hey. How's it going? Uh, hey. <laughs> hey, Chris. How, how you doing? Are you in reverse right there? Yeah. Yeah, you play that backwards, and I'll say something entirely inappropriate. Right. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I'm he- we're all together today. Again, it's all of us, me, Chris, Scott, and Troy, and we have a special guest here today. We have... The guy who sings our intro song, <laughs> the uh, man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only, the internationally famous Eric Busby. Sup, nerds? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing good. Good. I'm glad yeah. that uh, you were able to get up and come see us this early. Absolutely. Yeah, they're really good. We're waking 45 up. minutes, and I'm. Feeling perky, feeling sassy. <laughs> Good. As it you got the, be. you got, you got your caffeine in you, and mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. Yes, a direct scoop of pre-workout straight into my, <laughs> straight in the water. I don't even put water anywhere. I just yeah. chew on it. <laughs> just let it coat the inside of my mouth so I can have reserves of it. God, that yeah. made me almost puke. Just <laughs> the dry mouth you have working out. <laughs> cool. Well. Um, Thank you, guys. In case anybody didn't know, Eric is Scotty's brother-in-law. Yep. He is. He's recorded music. He's done a whole bunch of other different things. We'll talk about it as we go along. Um, yeah, man. Why don't you tell us who you are? Wow. Let's hear <laughs> who you are on the inside. I am Eric Busby. Nice. I'm on the edge <laughs> of my seat. You're, you're telling a story right Any now. questions? <laughs> Any questions? I have one. <laughs> I'm a man of few words. Now, I have a... Um, most re- I've recorded music, like they've said. Sung various songs. I've done a bit of acting stuff. A bit of show business here. A bit in the Philippines. Right now, I am exploring the waters of Facebook game streaming. <laughs> Giving that a go. Playing some serious... Kaizo Mario. Explain what Kaizo Mario is. Kaizo Mario. So basically the word Kaizo is Japanese for like rearranged. Mm-hmm. So Oh, I thought it was Japanese for stupid hard. It could be as well. Okay. That's basically what it means now. <laughs> so what happened is someone released a game that was just, uh, I can't remember. It was like just called Kaizo Mario. Mm-hmm. And... They just released it as rearranged Mario, but it ended up being super hard. And it was the f- one of the first Kaizo Mario acts that got famous. Yeah. So the term just kind of stuck. And now every single Mario hack that comes out that's like pretty difficult, like it's got the fancy shell jump tricks. Yeah. It's got, they don't necessarily have glitches, but they just got the fun tricks like it's a blue block work, the awful demonic blue blocks. And it just kind of carried over through. It's it's interesting, too, because Nintendo saw this and they're like, we can do that until they made Mario Maker. Yeah. So when I first saw you streaming, I thought you were playing Mario Maker. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. And, and it's all based on Super Mario from the Super Yeah, Mario. I was going to ask you, is it just like, super, like a Super Mario World? Super Mario World, for the most part. That's what a ton of them are. There are a few hacks. Because that's the, the one that has like, like the, there's a, the screw jump. There's the, at least one Mario 2 hack. It's like the Doki Doki yeah, Doki Doki Panic. Panic. Yeah. Panic. Uh, that Mario, Which too. is the weirdest Mario out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is a Mario, a few Mario hacks for those other ones, but Super Mario World is the biggest one. It's got, actually, there's a, so the website I go to to get the hacks is called smwcentral.com, mm-hmm. Super Mario World Central, mm-hmm. and it's got a bunch of links to Mario 64 hacks as well. I haven't tried any of those yet. Oh, those would be hard. Three, yeah. 3D. Some, some serious 3D hacks. Platforming in 3D is yeah. the worst. Yeah, and <laughs> they can do really cool stuff with those hacks. The one downside to Mario Maker, like Mario Maker is really good. They give you a lot of tools and yeah. stuff. 
but it still is limited in a way. Yeah. And like the things they can do with Mario hacks are ridiculous. There's one where Luigi can wall jump oh, or really? there's ones where they completely program in uh, like <coughs> Bowser abilities and this ridiculous Bowser fight where he's like jumping and shooting fire mm-hmm. and... Well, those are things he does anyway, but also things that he doesn't do, like (laughs) shoot giant rocks that can crush you against the wall. Hmm. And I believe the one that I'm working on right now called Invictus, it's the boss. But I haven't seen how to do it because it's still a blind one. But I do know that the boss of it is comic from Yoshi's Island. Oh, okay. So they managed to program comic into Super Mario World. So, so, so you, you briefly mentioned something about yours. Is that there's two, there's a couple different ways to play these and stream them. Is like you're doing it blind, right? So you have, yeah. you haven't played it before. You haven't seen any gameplay of it, so you yeah. don't know what's coming. So, and when you say do it, you just mean beat this ridiculously hard level, right? Yeah. Okay. Go through it. Get so, to each trick, and some of them you're looking at it, and you're just like, "How do I even do this?" And so part I, of the fun is just so figuring it's like playing that out. Celeste. Yeah, and but, I've, I've participated yeah. in some of your uh, some of your streams, and it's really fun because like your your people that are watching you are helping you figure out how to do the. Level. Yeah, I noticed that too when I was so watching. It's, it's pretty cool because yeah. because you, you're figuring it out on on air, and so how long on average does it take you to get through a level? To get through a level, it is. Very varied. <laughs> like some of them. Like how how long the longest you've you spent on a stream trying to get through a on a stream? Uh, when I started before I was trying out Facebook, I did stream on Twitch for a while, and I did the first the the first level of Grand Pooh World Two, which is a hack named after the Mario streamer Grand Pooh Bear. He's my boy. <laughs> I don't know him personally, but He's I've watched a very large amount of his videos so <laughs> so he doesn't know me but i can be like hey i know you <laughs> Dude, and be a creep does. but it's named after him because he's like a really good mario runner player he's got i uh, he had the record on a mario hat called super dram world which is named after another mario streamer <laughs> and Did they make the these deep levels? world of yeah, the deep world of Kaizo Mario. <laughs> the world that you guys never knew you wanted to be a part of. And where was I going with this? What was I even talking about? No, you're, you're Mario about, hacks. How, yeah. long, how long it took. Oh, right. Yeah, so it can take... It's. It really depends. Like, when I started off, I was doing a Mario race hacks yeah. for a while. I can't remember if they still do, but... It might be it might be on break or they might have started again, but they released a Mario hack every Saturday. That's just one level, generally, mm-hmm. and it's like a weekly Kaizo race. So they release it at the same time on Saturdays, and everyone can download it at the same time, and they just kind of race to see who can finish it first. Yeah, I've been doing some of the older ones, and like some of them, you can it only takes like uh, thirty minutes, and then there are some that can take up to like five hours. Mm-hmm. The longest one I did was Grand Pooh World Two, which. Now that I say that, I remember what I was talking about earlier. So to bring that all back around, we all welcome do. back, we everyone. Ramble till we remember. Yeah, just, I'm going to ramble and take up all your time here. <laughs> that one took me 11 hours. Holy crap. Of streaming? What? Like you were streaming yeah. for 11 hours? Yeah, it wasn't straight. Oh, my gosh. Because I was just like, I'm going to beat this Mario. Basically, what happened was it was one of it's the first ones I tried, point, right? which was a bad idea. There are definitely Mario hacks you should try first. Like, yeah. the best one you could do first, for example, is called Learn to Kaizo. And it teaches you all the tricks, like the uh, ones where you hold a spring, jump into a wall just right. So you land on the spring in midair and can mm-hmm. get over higher walls or it has a little two shell jumps and stuff like that. Just the tricks. I hadn't done that one yet or anything. All of my Mario knowledge just came from watching people play Mario. And playing yourself. And I hadn't played Super Mario World. And, yeah, I hadn't played Super Mario World in like eight years. I was just like, you know what sounds more fun than playing the base game? We're just going to get right into the action. And it just uh, took significantly longer than it needed to. <laughs> but that being said... Dude, no regrets. I think it's a testament too to just how good that game is. Yeah, that you can just take elements from that game that like Miyamoto made 20, yeah. 30 years ago, and it's like, hey, take this there, take this there, 
you can spin jump you can uh use yoshi and jump off his back and then you can spin jump off of like those clams yeah like the the guy that are supposed to kill you but if you're spinning then it's so crazy because i heard the concept of this a while ago and i was like why would anyone watch someone do that and then i saw someone do it i was like oh my gosh this is crazy yeah you no know, I, I stayed up like to like 1 30 like i work in the morning and yeah. eric's playing but it's like he I, I have to watch him finish this level and it's like this thing where That's, it's like i dude, need this i've done I, I i remember sitting in bed and i was like oh i'll see what if eric what's eric's up to and i looked at it and i was like <laughs> Well, now I have to sit here and wait until because I can't go to bed until he beats this world, beats yep. his level, and then it, twenty minutes later <laughs> he finally beats it. I was like, that took way longer than I expected. But he, you, like, I was like, going, this takes a level of patience that I'm not capable. Yeah, of. Yeah, I was gonna say like you, I'm, very composed. Like I would have gotten up, punched a hole in the drywall at Kyle. I wouldn't really do that, but yeah, like I like repeti- a repetitious a gameplay like that. Like it just drives me crazy that I, so <laughs> yeah. you have a level of patience that I just can't understand. It really depends a lot on first off, just the level design because some levels like the anger. When I play a video game, it usually comes from frustration, not because a part's hard, but it comes from the frustration of like, it feels like the controls aren't working right or oh, something yeah. feels like, out of your control. Almost aren't, yeah. Uh, There's like a latency in the... It's just like a frustration. Like, it almost feels not RNG-ish, but like... What's RNG? Uh, random, random number generator. Number uh, which uh, it just means random chance. It's loot boxes. Generally. Yeah, yeah okay. loot boxes. Loot drops. So, so there's some tricks random that, numbers. That, that it's random when you, that you land it? No, no. But if it feels that way, it makes me mad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the, like... The frustration the for me would come from feeling like... I know I can do it, but I, but I'm not. Like, yeah, that as well. And like, you've done it like 80 times before. And then all of a sudden your brain just turns off as far as like that trick goes and you can't get past. Yeah. There have been times where I like get far enough into like a new best distance in a level. And then suddenly I can't do the beginning, which I've done hundreds of times before. Dude, because that's the, I I've think died. that would be the most yeah. frustrating. These, that is frustrating as well. But uh, with some of the design, if you are just, like with the designs of the good levels, you don't have that feeling because if you go in knowing it's going to be difficult, knowing it's going to take a lot of tries, then like you don't get mad because you're like, I'm dying because this is difficult and I want to do it until Your I get right. Whereas if it feels like it should be easy, like jumping up and hitting Mario's head on a block just feels like a basic Mario move in the basic Mario game that you're messing up, not because it's a difficult Kaizo hack. That's that's the type of thing that will make me... Uh, lose my mind <laughs> this is interesting i was expecting to talk about you being a rock star in the philippines but, but this is your, nah, your passion is, right now no nah, mario is what up <laughs> i mean i love mario it's, it's so. funny <laughs> can, um, can you talk about your music for a little bit oh uh, yeah sure sure um can I, you shut up about mario and talk about your music <laughs> do you want me to focus mainly on the music or do you want to talk about the philippines experience so, so I, mean, I mean you uh you when did you I guess from the beginning, when did you start like playing music, live music and recording? Okay, so the very beginning, when I was what, like five or six, I took a few months of piano lessons to really kick it off. <laughs> but I wasn't interested in that music that much because in my head, the end game was just to be able to play piano in church, right? <laughs> and then I realized movies and video games have Holy music world. too. Yeah. Yeah. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. <laughs> and that was like in my teens. But actually, that came after when I was like 16. Was that a f- goal to make video game music? I've made, I've written video game music. This just is like, good to know. I got a little file in my computer right now that's we, just like a bunch of, I've shown Scott some of the We songs. were going to ask yeah. you to, to convert your song into chip tunes that we could use. Yeah. That would actually be pretty easy because I think I've still got the MIDI of it because I, yeah. When I wrote that song out, the uh, 20 Cents Ahead is the one it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When I wrote it out, I wrote it all out in midis first mm-hmm. and then kind of used that. That's to so, because Troy and I were like, <laughs> I think if I have the still, if Troy I still and I have like, that, that would be rude to ask him to do that. He probably has no idea how. No, no, I, I, that's, that's insanely insulting. First of all, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> no, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was Troy that it was, he said it, he said it. <laughs> all right, well, I'll go back under the bus here. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say it. <laughs> no. But yeah, I use a program called Propeller Head Reason and that's how I use, like, I'll write, that's, that's how cool. I wrote all of my my new CD especially like the Deadbeat Revival CD that came out the new CD is just under Eric Busby mm-hmm. find it on Spotify 
and uh, the other one was Deadbeat Revival, which is just like guitars and bass. So I wrote out the drums and then had my, because I know how to write out drums, and then I had the recording engineer play the drums. Mm -hmm. Dave Zimmerman, Noisebox Studios, he's really good at the drums and also good at recording, but he was the one that like just recorded all the drums for me. Sweet. And... Yeah, so, so when in the new you, when CD you I did start, do, uh, a bunch what, of that. Uh, did Beat Revival was like high school. eight years ago? Yeah, years ago? we performed in high school, but I didn't record a CD until about three to four years after high school. And that was like since right then, I actually s- haven't done a live performance of any of my original music. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I remember going to a couple. I remember going to a couple concerts. Um, you played that one in a couple shows like a long time ago. Yeah, and that was with Mike, my brother Mike. Mike. Yeah. He yeah. was on the drums, and did Taylor was Smith play the yeah, bass for that it, one? It was was Taylor it. Smith? Yeah. yeah, I would think it was because I can't think of anyone else it would have been. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I remember going to that show in Spanish. It was fun. It was it was a lot of fun, and and I and then. Um, you put that, uh, you laid that record down and put it up online and that was cool. And yeah. that's, that's, I think that's where I got the music from for the show. Yeah, it's on now. YouTube. You probably put, the, yeah, I, I think I ripped it off YouTube because, yeah. you know, <laughs> so, you know, um, I, I didn't ask the, the original person who actually recorded it. I, I just, uh, <laughs> Hey, I know, Facebook messaged him and said, Hey, can we use your, your song? <laughs> uh, sure. I sent, I sent the little okay emoji. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> cool. I think I said, sure. Uh, I think that, I think I was like, I'm going to need you to sign these forms. Oh, by the way, I have a backpack with a cease and desist. The, o- um, the, o- the okay emoji, I think, uh, Constitutes a legal agreement, legally binding uh, in court. Screenshot it. Like, look, a racist uh, thing. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a hate symbol now, right? It is. So, uh, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. Dude, it was, Twitter, uh, yeah, I watched a video on it, and they were talking about how like context is important. Is what the. Department of Hate Language or whatever it's called. I can't. Department of Hate Language. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's it official is. government and, <laughs> and the official release. They're like they said that it's, it calls for context, but it basically was like. Can you imagine hate symbol? The Ministry of Hate. Yeah. In, in <laughs> and they're all J.K. Rowling catfishing or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Eric, can you explain to our listeners how we could, how they can find your um, streaming, how they can find your music, uh, where they can, you know? Sure, sure. So, um, my music is, I think the easiest way to find it is just going to be on Spotify. Uh, I think that it's in other places, but honestly, I've forgotten by now. And they search for Eric Lesby. <laughs> yeah, Lesby. but yeah. basically, if you want to find the older stuff, the raw stuff that isn't, like a lot of it's not that good. 20 Cents Ahead is still considered by a lot of people to be my best. So like that, that's a solid song. And then I really like the song Phoenix on that album. The rest are pretty, pretty hit and miss. <laughs> But I'm just really selling myself here, guys. I know, huh? And uh, so you can find that under Deadbeat Revival. And then the new stuff, which has less guitar, but slightly better singing, is just under the name Eric Busby. B-U-Z-B-E-E. And that's getting into your Philippines stuff, right? So so how'd you get how'd you get into the Philippines scene? All right. Do you want do you want the full story or an abridged story? Uh we'll do a bridge. Not that we're not interested, but Yeah, I I get you. We don't we don't want this going too long. I get it. I know your viewers' attention spans. (laughs) Our viewers are awesome. And when I say viewers, of course I mean listeners. I know, like we don't have any viewers. I will say though. Yeah, all three of them have incredibly long inten- attention and i, and I will say in this room right now because of the three the of them room. two of them love the intro music we use so nice you're, you're doing great are you insulting all him right. again so i would like <laughs> the up. two of you to know that you're amazing and i think that you should all follow your dreams and you can accomplish anything because i can tell that you've already i can already tell that you've got excellent taste and nice all right and just an amazing talent you third person though you can Screw jump in a you. ditch. <laughs> now, e a D. Now you can follow your dreams too, but um, you know I'm a little but less confident. Suck. Just don't, don't expect anything. <laughs> yeah. You're a world you. filled with bad music. You know who you are. You're the one that I would like to give the advice that remember that most out of the 
of the super famous people that are famous for like posting videos and stuff. They just got super lucky and wouldn't be qualified to dunk your fries. So <laughs> uh, maybe you have a backup plan. No. Uh, <laughs> what was I talking about? All right. So basically, uh, it began when I recorded that first Deadbeat Revival CD. Right? There were some there were some bangers on there. Like I like I like a lot of songs on there. And I'll, I've listened back and I've been like, oh, this is kind of neat. I know that feeling, though, because I've listened to old episodes of ours, and I'm like, guys, we are so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are so good at this. It kind of jumps back and forth because yeah. I listen back, and I'm like, man, I was, yeah. was awesome. And then there are other times where I'm like, man, I could do this so much better. This is trash mm-hmm. because, you know, you like to feel like you've improved. Right. So you listen back, and you'll be like, man, I could dominate that song now. <laughs> but, yeah, I recorded the first one that was the rock one, and then I was – talking to like friends I had in the Philippines and they were like, this is awesome. You should try and do some music stuff here. And nothing was really taking off here. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was having a hard time finding a band because, um, the band that I was performing with before kind of, they started doing their own thing. Right. right. So that's when I recorded the CD myself and I was like, sure, why not? I'll go just go without a plan as you do, uh, and see what happens. And it's kind of funny because, I land in the Philippines. First day there, my friend gets a text, Filipino friend. My boy James, he gets a text from another friend and he and it says, Hey, this TV station is doing this game show on Eat Bulaga is the longest running noontime show in the Philippines. And it's called Foranoi, mm-hmm. which is a mix of the word foreigner and Pinoy. Pinoy is just like the way Filipinos refer to themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's like Foranoi. And the idea behind it is they want to show the Philippines that like these other people, foreigners, love their culture and kind of like really get people excited about their own culture, make them love their own culture more, right? Uh, so like a, a noble cause. And I was like, sure, why not? So I go the next day, audition. And I happened to learn probably just a month before one of the fastest reps in Tagalog, mm-hmm. which is the, well, one of the main languages over there. There's like a hundred and something different dialects, a bunch cow. of different languages, <laughs> but like the national language is Tagalog. And that's the one I know. So I learned a rap and I was like, sure, I'll just drop that rap. They give they like, give us a list of songs, you know, and I knew a few mm-hmm. and I knew that rap and they listened to that one and they were just like, man, we got it. You're going on tomorrow. <laughs> so I was like, you're okay. Like, your second day there, you're already on TV. Yeah. You made first it. First day there, I Second day. Filipino rap song. Your second day in the Philippines. Yeah. You made it on first TV. day I, think, I just slept. I think you made it. <laughs> second day I went and auditioned and the third day on Friday, they're like, you're going to get on and you're going to on, on national television. So that was awkward. Uh, you don't need to bother looking up that video because. But you can. That was awkward. <laughs> Look up Eric Busby. It was like my first time in front of cameras in general. And it's like the entire country. What was the name of the, half so- of the what's, country. What's the name of the song? Uh, Baksakan. Baksakan. Which uh, the word Baksak basically means fall or. But Baksakan, I cannot keep straight face with you saying that. <laughs> I was, I couldn't look Bugsak. at Chris. <laughs> but it's just like this super fast rap, and so can, I go. Can you give us? Can you spit out a little bit for us? Yeah, oh. sure. Um, I can't believe you put him on the spot like that. Man. That, was mean. that was mean. So basically, it's di ko lang ko pata ko kasi madito. Sama 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 ng pasabing ng kiko ni glock stick pati ni ko na mabig. Tagmo na tagalang pa inuman ng tubig. Magaling di parang kaya tapatan parang awi na lagi mong bina balapir palipalik ang stop ng windy play mo. Napakasay na para mo birthday ko. Alam mo na siguro ibang kusma ni ni kaya lang papa ikatuyot ng pagkalalamat ka lang. Just like that. So this is this is how you became the Buster Rhymes of the Philippines. Yeah. This is. Yeah, and that is actually going into why I didn't really play many of my original songs over there, right? Because one. Uh, the trend over there right now is like ballads and songs like that. But also, too, they uh, wanted to really push me into rap. And like, I got no street cred yeah. at all. <laughs> so I'm like... Yeah, you look like a... When, you're, man, when I, you're over there, you look like a click five. Yeah, like right now I've got yeah. my my longer hair and unshaven face and clothes that don't fit. So I'm I'm hardcore, right? But dude, like now, like but, the, the world of underground hip hop, like you could just sing about Mario. Like it would totally work. Yeah. I mean, Starbomb. Yeah. I don't know who that That's is, but they yeah. Do. They, uh, you're, you're familiar with Ninja Sex Party. Who? 
Ninja Sex Party. Ninja mm, Sex Party. I, actually, I think I've heard of that, but <laughs> I've, been saw, to, I've been to one, but I don't know who they are. <laughs> I saw, Danny I saw. Sex Bang. <laughs> uh-uh. I've seen all these videos, but I don't think they're what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they're on the uh, other YouTube. Basically, what about Ego Raptor? Don't look too much into that, Mom. Ego Raptor. <laughs> Game Grumps. Yep, I know Game Grumps. Game Grumps. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so they're all members of the Game Grumps, basically. Oh, okay. Danny is in the game. I don't know, like, the order of stuff that happened, but Danny is in Ninja Sex Party, his lead singer. Ego Raptor does, does animations for a while. He did some interesting game reviews. And okay. they those two got together and did, like, this video game parody band yeah. called Starbomb, and they've got some really catchy songs. Retroid. That's weird because um, Game Grumps does so much. Like they did Dream Daddy. Like they just made a game about dating yeah. dads. Have you guys heard of this? No. Like you're just a hot dad. And you move into a neighborhood and you date other dads. It's called Dream Daddy. They, they, a group of a group of like guys, like guys like guys like a group of friends got together. <laughs> they started a thing and then it became like a production company. Sounds like good gaming. Yeah. Interesting. And, and they're interesting. But yeah. The pro Jared. He was with them. Nice. <laughs> But yeah, so that's a fun parody video game band. Yeah. Uh, Luigi's Ballad is the song that was I was thinking of. That's kind of like Luigi singing about his love for Peach. And then Mario comes down with this sick rap section. And, this, and it's kind of fun. Poor Luigi. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. So I'm I do the, sock on, on the TV. Yeah. I uh, do the rap on Friday and it's like a competition type thing, like a contest. Right. So <clears throat> I end up winning that round. And then the weekly finals where the five winners of that week was the next day. So that's two days in a row. Just like, boom, TV right after I get there. And um, that ended up, I made it through that round. And then there was the grand finals. And I didn't end up winning because... You didn't there, end up I winning? Didn't, yeah. I was just a grand finalist, which eh, was pretty good. It was just. a fun experience. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, yeah, it was, kinda, was it kind of hard because you because uh, you established yourself as this like, uh, feel like this rapper in Tagalog, right? Yeah. And then, uh, but you didn't know other rap songs, or yeah, basically, like I ended up doing the song Bugsock on every single time, which uh, for the sake of trivia, it's the song. Of, it's a song written by three of the two are super popular rappers. One is like. <coughs> In a really famous uh, rock, I'm just going to say rock band. And uh, it's basically, they just take turns for each verse, rapping about how, like, the one of them is like, I don't know why I'm here with these two awesome guys. And it's basically <laughs> just uh, them rapping about being cool and whatnot. So that's that. So that finishes the whole Foranoi thing. And that kind of opened some doors for like, I got a few, I got some calls that were like, Hey, you can be in this TV show. I got an IMDB page, so you can find that. (laughs) (laughs) There's a few things that I was in there and I did a few commercials and the music thing, like you, you had said, uh, one of the weird things was what they wanted was rap, right? Because I got known for just laying down this rap. So I did a bunch of shows where I knew that rap, but it takes a really long time to learn a fast rap in another language, if you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I didn't have this massive Library. amount of raps that I could just drop. Like I didn't know that many English raps at the time. So it's not <laughs> like, like if you want a complete discography recital of every single offspring song, I learned that in high school. <laughs> so let, let's do that. <laughs> but yeah. So well, are you fun time. So I, I don't know if this is a weird question, but are you like quasi famous in the Philippines or you are uh, like the Clay myself, Aiken of the Philippines? Like you, I would put myself optimistically as one of those guys that you might see having a part in like a TV show or a movie. Yeah. And you'll sit back and be like, oh, man, have I seen this guy in something? I know that guy. Yeah. But like, OK, B-list celebrity optimistically is where I would be. That's crazy. That's, That's the cool. most optimistic. I like. I, I wouldn't put it past being C. <laughs> yeah, you, you haven't been there in a while. Well, you, yeah. you've been back and forth between Philippines and America, right? So yeah, it's not you haven't been like super consistent in getting on things. Yeah, it's kind of funny because there are a few times. Okay, my one celebrity moment, guys. Let's hear it. <laughs> 
It was uh, probably half a year. No, maybe it was earlier than that. But <laughs> it was the same year that I did Fornoy. I was riding the train to somewhere and I go in and the lady that was taking the tickets or selling the tickets uh, recognized me and she actually let me pay with a picture and an autograph. It was only like 20 cents. Like it wasn't that much money. Would you say you were 20 cents ahead at that point? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Was. <laughs> was it a headshot? That's <laughs> 20 cents for a headshot. I didn't pay with a picture. Uh, like I didn't. Yeah, but basically I signed something and she took a picture with me. Nice. And it wasn't super busy. It was like nine o'clock at night and I was just on That's... my way home from like a gig or something. But it was just kind of funny because I was just like, yeah, I paid with an autograph. <laughs> my <laughs> autograph is worth a solid 20 cents, guys. Nice. So That's pretty cool, though. That you get them re- while they're hot. That you got recognized. Um, yeah. But yeah. And you just. Yeah. Hey. All of our podcast fans, dude, I have to beat them off with a stick. Yeah. I can't even fill up my gas. You have to do what? I have to beat them off. With a stick. With a stick. Mm. Cool. Sounds awful. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Thanks, man, for sharing your story with us. It's actually one I've always wondered about because, like, uh, Scott would be like, yeah, my brother-in-law, he's playing in a rock band in the Philippines and then always streaming Boy Mario Boy Band. Yeah. It definitely was not a rock band. <laughs> but, then I, but then I thought there was, like, four different people. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, because like, you have... Like your all your in laws seem super ambitious. You know, like, oh, it's just one person. He just has <laughs> has a lot of talents, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So the cool. rest is the rest of Scott's in laws are all a bunch of bums. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got the dude with the degree in physics. We got the programmer, just like total nerds. Yeah, nerds. I'm over there, just you know, playing Mario, laying down, laying down singing love ballads. <laughs> well, sweet dude. Cool. Yeah, it's been kind of this weird mythology around our uh, our uh, intro song. Yeah. Um, since <laughs> Scott knows Eric really well, I've met Eric, <laughs> and then Chris and Troy, I think, may have met Eric at Scott's wedding. Uh, he came over. Chris mm-hmm. came over to uh, upload something from Scott's laptop one time. <laughs> yeah, we, and we I opened out. the door. So we hung out. Well, you could say we're pretty close. We sat in Scott's think? office while Google Drive bar was loading. We just sat there and talked. I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm, 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 the, I'm failed, the one left right? out. I didn't. Yeah. This? I was like, hey, Why Eric. You upload anything I was like, Eric, Scott's come computer. come wiggle the mouse so that it doesn't lock. And then he's like, yeah, for sure, dude. And then he probably went and played Mario and it locked. <laughs> and then it locked. <laughs> <laughs> Troy was like, I thought you did it. Well, that time I, I might have been playing near Automata. Would recommend. We've talked about I that. I think we talked about Yeah, Eric's the one that had me play it. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yep. Right on. It was like fifty percent off, and I was like, "Yo, Scott, check it out." Check it. Yeah, Scott made me buy it, and I, yeah. I haven't finished it yet. I, I did one ending run through. Anyway, anyway. Cool. Well, thank you, Eric, for being here. We're going to have our. Uh, let's get started on this episode, huh? Yeah. <laughs> let's get the ball let's rolling. Let's get started on. Uh, without think, further ado. Without further ado, let's uh, start thumping some tubs. Thump. Thumping some toes. Do you guys ever feel like life just gets you down? Real quick, before we jump into it, I just want to remind... <laughs> Don't our, ruin my segues. I am ruining your segue because <laughs> I just want to remind our listeners that we have a, uh, a Patreon. Check out our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash Colbo Podcast and uh, feel free to support us. Yeah, yeah. thanks. If we're uh, good enough for just, it. you know, trying to keep our episodes in a line here. I mean, I, I guess that's what I can do as a producer. You know, well, in, uh, <laughs> I'll be an ass about it. I want the listeners to <laughs> know. If you feel like this episode right was worth like $5. <laughs> if um, uh, it got you down, don't worry about it. You'll get up again. Um, <laughs> Before we jump more into our episode, I want to take a minute to tell you that this episode of the Cold Bow Podcast is brought to you by the Moon and Back Boutique. The Moon and Back Boutique is not your typical boutique. They offer the same quality boutique clothing for up to half the price of their competition. You can find them on Facebook at the Moon and Back Boutique to see their great deals. I have been on their shop and have checked out some of their offers and deals and was blown away. I saw fun things like superhero belts for kids, shoes and outfits for the ladies, and fellas, I even saw some clothing options for men. So if you're looking for something fun to wear or maybe even some fun crafty things to do with your kids, or if you're looking for a great gift idea for your significant other, you need to check out the Moon and Back Boutique on Facebook. All right. I think Troy was actually the one who came up with the idea of this episode, so let's let's hear you take it away. Buddy. Yeah, so I'll start with a, a short story. So my wife and I were hanging out, and uh, I was singing a song. Um, I was singing a song by the Crash Test Dummies. Once 
There was this kid who got into an accident and couldn't come to school, but when he finally came back, his hair had turned from black into bright white. Said that it was from when the cousin smashed so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a Weird Al song. <laughs> weird Al did, did Weird Al do a, a cover? Uh, that was the was that the news one? I don't know. It might have been. But anyway, yeah, so he we talks about the dude in Singapore that gets beaten and like. The lady what cut off her husband's dangle do. Oh yes, yes. He did he did cover it. That's right. Yeah. Or I guess parody it. But anyway, so I was <laughs> a long ass time ago there was a kid in Kickapoo. Uh oh, wrong song. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so I was I was uh messing around and I was um singing that song, but like to my own lyrics. I'd be like, I'm getting a glass of water. Fill it. Anyway. So um I was messing and I got thinking about like what other music crash test dummies had done, and I realized they were a one hit wonder, basically. And I was thinking about other one hit wonders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of the 90s, 80s, basically all over. And I thought it'd be kind of cool for us as a podcast to dissect one hit wonders and see why they were one hit wonders and see, like, basically, you know, listen to some of their other music and get into it. So, for the sake of just, you know, having fun, I picked Chumbawamba. I get no That's our one hit wonder to, to talk about. So, uh, you might know Chumbawamba from their hit Tub Thumping. Troy was uh, trying to think of a one hit wonder, and in between his uh, whiskey drink and his vodka drink and his lager drink and his cider drink, he was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but it reminded me of the there's good this, time. There's this music that I, I, rem- I seem to remember mixing these four drinks. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Chumbawamba. Um, let's, I'll give you a, a kind of a brief breakdown of Chumbawamba. They're from England. They uh, started in the early 80s. What? No, they're not from England. They don't sound at all like they're English. That's sarcasm. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was sarcasm. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> they've, uh, they started in the early 80s, actually. Uh, I think 82, and they broke up in 2012. Um, but basically, they, they were, were around till 2012. Uh-huh. Yeah, they when were. Did, when when did the last thumping come out? 96 or 7. So, so they didn't get famous for like 10 years. Well, okay. So they, they they got famous in Europe. They were they were pretty famous in England and, and all over Europe and stuff. But their tub thumping was their internationally famous. Song. So, uh, so are they technically a one hit wonder if they made it somewhere else? Um, America, so yeah. we're, we're like, basing this. Eric, are you are you <laughs> you made it somewhere else? Where so that was a cover though, not a. Oh, okay. So I'm basing I'm basing this criteria now. Uh, this isn't my criteria. This is yeah. criteria based off of the Rolling Stones. This based criteria based off other other sources. Basically, if you make if you're a hit, you're in the in Billboard's top mm-hmm. whatever top 100. I think you're considered you've had a hit. Okay. Tum, tum, tum thumping is Chumbawamba's only hit s- hit okay. in in that. Well, I, I was they did get to ass. 101 with another song. That's <laughs> just short. Did they really? Doesn't count. Yeah, according to the chart. That's funny. Also, they dropped something in 2016. Uh, did they? Yeah. Oh, I, did, I they, did they have like a reunion job. or something? It was like the uh, something about someone. Yeah. But it was just like a little CD as... It was It was probably about it was like Trump. A tribute type CD. It wasn't Trump. It wasn't Trump. Because... They have an album called Trump. No, no, no. I I was just making. I was kind of making a point that they are uh, super highly political. In memoriam, Margaret Thatcher. So it was like a tribute thing to her. I think. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure they hate Margaret Thatcher. I was gonna say. I, so, I didn't listen to it that far, so I don't know. So it might be a bad tribute. Yeah, it probably is. It probably is because because Chumbawamba was highly political. They they played mainly punk and dance and a little bit. Makes of folk. So, so it's like it's like. Um, I say highly. They political. started in the early '80s in yeah. England, like during like. Like, I mean, late 70s punk rock in England was very, like, political mm-hmm. and anti-establishment. And then they were a couple years later, and they were very much in that same vein. You want to know how political they were? So here's a few things they've done. So Yes, you, I do. You remember li- uh, Live Aid, uh, when the, the one that Queen yeah. sang? Yes, and yes, yes, that, yes. that thing? Yeah. Uh, Chumbawamba protested Live Aid because it was, like, this whole ploy to get money. So they released an album basically saying, like, uh, I can't remember what the album is called. It's called, like... Uh, pictures of starving kids to sell albums to sell records or something yeah like that's like, what it's called what? yeah, yeah that, that, literally the what year was live aid 
like 86, I think. So yeah, 1986 pictures of starving children sell records. Yeah. That was (laughs) the name of their album. That was their very first album. Yeah. And and like in the, in the, uh, in the lyrics in one of the songs, they go through every, like all the big um, names in English uh, rock and just like denounce all of them. So so they say, okay, it's insane. So the names of their songs on that album are first song is how to get your band on TV. (laughs) Second song is British colonialism in the BBC. (laughs) Second song is commercial break. (laughs) Fourth song is more whitewashing. Oh my. Okay. So let me, let me tell you where I'm at right now. Colonialism. Let me tell you where I'm at. Troy said in jest, like, guys, let's do an episode about Chumbawamba. And he's like, and I said, see, this is why I became a podcaster. So I can do hard hitting stories about why Chumbawamba sucks ass. (laughs) (laughs) Why they were a one hit one. This is why I came here to do this. This is, this is amazing. And then we're like, guys, they are so political. This is so crazy. I'm like, what? Like, like, it makes me wonder how they feel that their most famous song ever is about getting hammered. And then peeing the yeah, night away. That's the thing. Tub thumping, you'd think just by listening, I get knocked down, but I cut up again, is, is more of like an encouraging song to like, oh yeah. yeah, life knocks you down, get back up. No, it's totally about getting wasted. Yeah. So like with all their other songs that are like kind of polarizing mm-hmm. to people, like it, like it makes me wonder how they feel about it. Because that's crazy. Well, it's like they've been around for like 30 years. Yeah. And they're, oh, they're just so uh-huh. stupid. I get knocked down, guys. It's funny that, like, their one middle-of-the-road song is the one that gets famous. Yeah. All, all the other so crazy political ones. Should we, should we listen real quick to one of their uh, one of their other songs? Do we have to? Uh, yeah. that's We're showcasing this band, dude. I know. Showcasing Chumbawamba. All right? <laughs> More people have heard about Chumbawamba than they have the Cold Bowl podcast, but we are showcasing Let's them, ride their coattails. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, uh, this is one of their folky songs. It's called... Uh, this is... Uh, on Spotify, their next most popular song behind Tub Thumping. By the way, Tub Thumping is their two top popular songs on, on Spotify. It's their regular one and then the radio edit. Yeah. <laughs> so these, Does the first one just swear well, or something? Well, in their, in their latest album, they, they have lyrics that say, um, here's your favorite CD. He's like, oh, it's the best hits of Chumbawamba. He's like, there's only one song on it. <laughs> so, so this they're, is... They're, they know. This is a song called uh, El Fusilado. Listen close to this crooked mouth For my story I will tell, oh I lived in Mexico By the name of Wenceslao Miguelo Left my home You don't have uh, cameras, but we're all dancing This is, this is, this is jamming This is their most popular song after tub thumping And this was like late 2000s? Uh, let me double check 2010 Oh, 2008 Okay Second to last album, then. So, so this is Elfie Salado, and uh, like, I'm tell something has seventy million listens, and the next one has one. <laughs> so let me let me tell you. There's um, a disparity there. Let me tell you a little more about how political these guys are. So one thing they did was they were on uh, Bill Maher, Bill Maher, 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 Maher. Yeah. His uh, show in the late '90s. Um, it's still on. Uh, is it? Yeah. Oh, uh, they, they were on it in the late '90s. Anyway, but they basically got on and they told all of their fans, if you can't afford our album, go steal it from the music stores. Go mm-hmm. steal their music. Is, is exact. And this was right before Napster came out, so we all know how that, that happened, uh, how that ended up. But basically, so uh, they, uh, they told their listeners to steal their music, and then um, the record label they were signed with were so pissed off that they basically pulled all their music off the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> they were they're self-proclaimed anarchists they were almost like pissed off that they became famous and made a lot of money so they told people to steal their music i love that like <laughs> they like the people that like resent themselves like right? the rapper j cole is like that i've always hated yeah exactly but you know put the, your music out there and like, like i can't stand we make famous one people. fun song and it gets it explodes and that's our identity is yeah. basically what their thing is one more story i'll say is uh so they were on a british awards show and they were they were performing probably tub thumping i mean right um and uh the british prime uh, deputy prime minister which is basically their uh their vice president um at the time that their prime minister tony blair which is basically america's equivalent of george w bush not liked at all uh he was it was during his administration and they took a pitcher of water and poured it over their 
basically their vice president. Like it That's was so stupid, right? Like it, it's just, it's there. It's just such a like, dumb thing to do. Yeah. But getting into that and you, looking into it, you can kind of see why they didn't like, I mean, their music isn't that great after, I mean, even tub thumping is pretty bad. Yeah. They're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> their, their music, I don't think is that great. I mean, it's like musically they're talented, but lyrically they suck <laughs> and their music, it just doesn't, it just, Oh, it's hard. That, anyway. That's that's one thing we were talking about before we pushed record is like they they made one mediocre song. They kind of get like memed about it now. But <laughs> when you look at their behavior, it was like like maybe that's why they were kind of like thrown out of the limelight. Like I don't want to say the government controls music, but like look at like Sinead O'Connor. I don't know if you guys remember her, mm-hmm. but she was on SNL and she ripped a picture of the Pope on live TV and she hasn't done anything since. Yeah. She yeah. kind of fell into obscurity. Just for doing something, and that that was that was nowhere near throwing like water on Dick Cheney or something like that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, what, what do you think? What are you guys thoughts? Uh, I'm just wondering. What, okay, so what was it that made tub tub thumping popular? I mean, it, repetition. It, repetition. You can <laughs> sing along by by the end of the like second chorus. You can sing along to. It. You can sing along. I mean, it's a song that you could like jump and dance to as a teenage you know kid and you put yourself down. in in yeah. 90 when late 90s like angsty it's just yeah i mean for, for the time it was pop punk it was mm-hmm. that was that was exciting in the 90s pretty yeah. much yeah and and yeah like like i said earlier like a lot of people thought that it was a song about you know life beats you down you get back up and then no, it's about getting wasted. So. <laughs> and getting back so, up to get more wasted. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I sound completely overly critical of them. You're a musician, Eric. Are they a good band? Um, I mean, I feel like if you listen to like the rhythm of the song, like, dun, 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 yeah. just like if you take the rhythm of it, it kind of like... It's catchy. It just sounds like the type of rhythm that you could get stuck in your head. It doesn't change. No, it's just it just sounds like, like a drinking song or something. Yeah, like it's got a bunch of people singing together, like a rancid type thing. That's what I can hear. Like them swinging their kegs around their their mugs. Like you got the little English soccer game or something. Yeah, it's got the little light, like taken completely out of context. Like you said, about being drunk, it just sounds like you get knocked down, you get up, and it's just like this catchy little. I don't know, like a McDonald's burger of music, just like easy yeah. to take in, easy to enjoy if you're into that type of thing. And I don't know, I think overall, like when you listen to it, you could be like, yeah, this, this could catch on. Yeah. So I can see why it got big and I can also see why people hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's a song that like, like I personally don't like it, but I'm sure I did at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just so interesting that it's such a departure from their other from their other songs because their other songs like we've talked about their political stuff but it, it's interesting listening to it and how unveiled their polit- politics are in their song there, there's no subtlety there's no hiding behind themes it's it's all straight just like they're very direct about mm-hmm. their politics and their songs um and then this one is a little more vague and that's the big one so like People like subtlety. People like people like subtlety, but they, but but they. I'm sure they've. I don't know if they denounced the song, but I'm sure they don't like that this is their song that they're known mm-hmm. by. They're probably more proud of other songs yeah. that they've done. Um, yeah. And so, I just think it's interesting. Not not that I necessarily agree with their with their politics and stuff, but it's funny that a band with such a they feel like they have this purpose to get this message out. And they can't get it out because their other music is hidden behind this. It's like the song Cherry Pie. <laughs> you guys hear about that one? From Warrant? Uh, yeah. She's my cherry That's pie. That's the one where like they had an entire CD that they wanted her to release. Yeah. And then the... Uh, producer was like, it's missing something. And I think that's the one where he goes back and writes a song for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then that becomes his most famous song. Yeah. And he hates it for that. (laughs) It it happens a lot. Like BC boys saying fight for your right to party as a joke. They're making fun (laughs) of like hair bands from the eighties and that's their career took off from there. Uh, Or like slash from guns and roses. Like he was warming up when he did sweet child of mine. Like that was his warm up. Yeah. Their producer is like, I love that, and he's like, my warm up, like I'm <laughs> capable of playing much better. Like, no, let's just, let's use that, <laughs> and that's his like most famous like guitar 
I don't know the word. And, What's the, and, uh, riff. Riff, yeah. Led Zeppelin is known for really hating Stairway to Heaven. They don't like playing it I think it was it just the singer that hated it. Yeah, at least at least one or two of their band members just hates that song. Nirvana, they hate Smells Like Teen Spirit. Like yeah. They made that song in jest, too. Did they? Yeah, they, they're trying to make a song that sounds like a Pixie song. You know, the Pixies, uh, where is my mind? Oh, right. Yeah. I, think yeah. I, I heard that one yeah. time, and then I looked up a Pixie song, and I was just sitting there thinking they missed the mark a little bit. <laughs> okay, I appreciate the effort, but yeah. Well, it's interesting how the, how this these type of things happen, where P, the bands and and uh, artists in general they have the, like this vision and this like they feel like they have to get this this uh, uh, message across. But then when when they finally like kind of relax, yeah, I was yeah. That's, then, then all of a sudden the, the more relaxed song is the one that people resonate with. That's what I was gonna say is like the the theme of all these songs is they're having fun. Exactly, yeah. and, it, yeah. and it, they all, all every single example I've used they all kind of translate like they. It, and, and it it kind of tra- um, makes me think back to our a previous episode about um, about being pretentious. Yeah, like like their other like Chumbawamba's other music like their whole backlog is pretty pretentious. And then it's this one song that that's that knows what it is and isn't as pretentious. That's the one that people like. Yeah, it's funny that uh, you have this artistic integrity. Yeah, right. That's exactly You've got what this it is. artistic integrity, and I'm going to stick with my integrity. I'm going to stick with my art, and I'm going to I'm going to be what I am. Um, and then and everybody's like, uh, because my artistic integrity ap- appeals to some people. But not most people. I think it appeals to some people. And as soon as you depart from that and, like you said, relax and do something where you're having fun, um, that's where your stuff starts to appeal to more people. As soon as your stuff starts to appeal to more people, more people like it. But but for a band with the message that Chumbawamba is trying to carry, is that... The, their success is actually probably a failure for their cause. For their, and so they, for they actually their don't want yeah. it. They, they, they'd rather have a smaller, more intense audience than have a big, broad one that, that's more fickle. It makes me think that's that so that's hence. why that's, so that's why rock. Weezer and mm-hmm. Link One Eighty Two has such longevity. Is they're just having fun. Yeah, they, for, they in crank out yeah. albums. Yeah, but they're, like, they're self-referential. They're not pretentious. Yeah, yeah. but to, to Scott's point, hence why they would encourage their fans to steal their music because yeah. them becoming them being self-proclaimed anarchists. What band was it that named their album Rise, Steal This? Rage Against, no, not Rage, Rage Against, it's it was, uh, System of a Down. System of yeah. a Down, Steal This Album. I was saying, I, I, every like almost commie band came to mind. <laughs> Rise Against. Is, <laughs> but they, Those pinko bastards <laughs> steal my album. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a little bit more information on uh, Chumbawamba. Uh, Rolling Stones had a, an article, top the top one hit wonders of all time. Chumbawamba came in at number eight. What was number eight. one? Huh? Uh, number one is might be a band we might showcase next time, but it was Aha, Take On Me. Oh, yeah. Take it's a good song. Yeah. Dude, that, oh, that, that one note he hits in that song. Yeah. And he can still do it. That, I've seen Mariah, it. I've, that Mariah Carey note? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen it live. Like It was probably three years ago. He can still hit it. This is important. There's a channel on YouTube. Yes. Uh-oh. Okay. You following? I'm following. Not this channel, but I probably will later. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, you just post videos and... It's songs done in the style of K.K. Slider. Oh, from... Um, from Animal Crossing? Animal Crossing. The dog. Okay. And <laughs> there's a cover there of Take On Me, and I would recommend it to anyone. There's so, also, a, also a queen cover. There's been a lot of attempts but, at covering so, Take On Me. Uh-huh, there's also actually, a None better than K.K. Slider. This is important, too. There's a channel of a guy who will take modern, popular songs... And then sing them all like Smash Mouth All Star. <laughs> I need to know that. That's that one. a good one. So that was uh, one that? of my favorite ones. The neckbeard dude. Yeah, he, and giant he's very good. Fat at, guy that's got the huge neckbeard. And all of his videos is like it says, uh, "What's that famous Adele song?" The Hello to the Rain. Oh, says, hello. hello from the other side. It says hello from this guy in stunning 1080p. That's the name of the video. Dude, it's it, it, it plays the intro music to Hello, and then as soon as the music's going to start, he goes, Some Somebody once told me. <laughs> and literally every, I, I think every video is that. I think it's his attempt at making fun of like four four chord notes yeah. songs. Dude, it is. There's been a lot of those. Anyway, that was a weird tangent. Sorry, Troy. No, you're fine. Um, uh, cracked. 
the the website website we used to like to go to for funny articles back when they were funny. Oh, I know, uh, I miss those. I See their after hours series. Yeah, their older stuff. Go go watch. I used that. to it's learn hilarious. so much from Crash. Right, right. Yeah, in, pop culture. Stuff. Learning is fun. <laughs> in 2012, back again, back when they were funny, they they wrote an article: the one hit wonders who deserve your respect, and then. Uh, uh, spoiler alert um, Chumbawamba is number one on their list oh. um, but they sit there and they trash their music they're like this this music is the <laughs> their their hit Tub Thumping is the song that gives you the lyrics he drinks a whiskey drink he drinks a vodka drink he drinks a lager drink he drinks a cider drink when it's I like, I use the kitchen sink. <laughs> I think of every single time. When I have the Homer pee, Simpson I use the version sink. of that. <laughs> when I have to pee, I use the kitchen sink. I love so, the Homer Simpson version. Um, but cracked, they they um, they said that Chumba One was number one because of their hyper political nature. Um, but I I would say arguably that could be the reason why, other than their music not being very good, could also be why <laughs> they didn't do anything else. Uh, past Tub Thumping as far as like breaking into that top 100 I mean sure people paid attention to them after Tub Thumping but yeah the the, the hardest one because I, I listened to their first album the Tub Thumping album and their last album yeah and their first one it was it was like so it, it, <laughs> did it I didn't listen to it did it, it, it was, sound it was, was it different sounding? it was very different there was, was there was more punk rock it, it was it was much more punk, kind of punk rock but more uh, you could understand the lyrics <laughs> um and uh th- like they had things in between songs they like to do this in almost every album where they have a transition between songs on the album mm-hmm. where it smooth transition like where there's anyway there's one where a guy is literally throwing up into a toilet <laughs> that type of a like they want to make you feel viscerally like uncomfortable about what they're speak- singing about and so do you, guys, do you guys want to listen to another song before we uh Let's do it before we finish. Do this, I? This song is called. I know. Huh? This song is called "Mary Mary." It's on the same album as Tub. That's actually. Is it quite mm-hmm. contrary? Called the album Tub Thumper. Dude, it doesn't take much to make you into songs. <laughs> Just have a strong riff in the beginning. I like to party. The beat's getting me. I know for a fact you don't like to party. Yeah, this song, the music in the song, I, I, I actually dig. So I'm like, okay, I'm following. Kano. By the way, we did a Mortal Kombat episode. You should definitely check it out. All right. Game or movie? Yeah, it was like about. It was the what? Is it? Oh, it's about the movie. We we like to do these. We like to do these episodes where we we like to we come up with these ideas of like, hey, maybe this might be fun. One of those episodes is Second Chance. Whenever there's something moderately popular from the '90s that we do an episode on, it's Troy's or or any. <laughs> That's true, <laughs> but no. So, so Chris came up with this idea of uh, of an episode um, format called Second Chance, where we take a, a movie that people generally considered that sucked, or and then we rewatch it and decide if it needs a second chance. Mortal Kombat was my doesn't need a second chance because it was really popular when we were kids. We all liked it, but it sucks, and so it was like. Give it a second chance. Do we need, do it? Does it deserve a second chance? The uh, and then this one is kind of a, a little bit of an experiment. And honest, honest uh, opinion. Do you think we should showcase more one hit wonders? Or? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've got something to say. Uh, what does Chumbo Wumba mean? <laughs> I looked it up. I have a feeling Chris is about to tell us. What do I, am I going to have to censor anything? No, no, no. This is because this is, this is, it's almost kind of like a letdown. Because they've they, they've been asking them for years, and they're like, "What does what does Chumbo Wumba mean?" And they're like, "Nothing." So string of words that almost oh. rhymes and it reminds nice. me of when they're like they asked the lead singer of smash mouth like who told you that the world's gonna roll you and he's like nobody so it's just like <laughs> anticlimactic <laughs> somebody, somebody told me um but anyway <laughs> the guy said that he because uh, he's been telling people he's been telling people nobody forever and he finally said i had a dream once when i was super wasted that i had to pee and i went to use the bathroom and i was looking at the signs and one said chumba and the other one said Wamba, and he didn't know which one to go inside. So it was like instead oh, of men so and women, like, it said like Chumba, men and women, Chumba, Wamba, and he was like when SpongeBob goes into rock bottom and yes, he's looking at the signs and he's like, "I'll just wait for I someone to go in." Don't. And someone goes in, and he's like, "I'll wait for someone else." Your accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun trivia fact: the word Chumba 
in Tagalog basically means to guess. So if you speak to anyone in Tagalog and they're like, oh, do you know Tagalog? You can usually make them laugh by saying chamba because I guess whether. Yeah. No, it's like to guess. Oh, so really? like when I say it after speaking fluent Tagalog, they're just like. Oh, you just made a joke about how I was guessing. I really like that and you just told me that because now I can be like, well, if I had to take a chumba, I would say that. You Troy, could. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Chumba. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun fact. Chumba means basically just guessing. Nice. Just guessing. Nice. And it'll be easy to remember because chumba wamba. So can you just That's add your that first to lesson So when you're talking to a Filipino and... If you say anything to go, I'm going to say something. You can be Sweet. Like, oh, now I can chumba. say that my that's my dating life. I'm I'm guessing about women. Chumba wumba. Yeah. You're like guessing if that's a man. <laughs> no, or it's just chumba. It's just chumba. <laughs> yeah. Wumba doesn't mean anything as far as I chumba, know. Chumba wumba. <laughs> cool. Now I've now I've got uh, a joke that I can log away for the future. Mm-hmm. That literally Sweet. no one will get. That, <laughs> listen to our show and you'll be in on the joke. I don't know how many times I have to tell you that. Um, cool. Once you get your meme yeah, so, rolling, I know. Boom! Everyone's. It's going to be the hottest. We thing. have inside jokes. It's going to be the new hottest episode one. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. We, have ep- we have preface this joke. <laughs> we have but jokes don't... going from episodes that had never been released. I know. <laughs> but don't listen to episode the first ten. We'll do, but I mean, episode seven. It's the like comedian the Parks episode and was Rec actually really first good. Season for you guys. That's yeah. like... because I don't like Parks and Rec, but I've only seen the first season. Oh, so that yeah, would be why. Keep going. That'd be why. No, but like. Episode seven, the our comedians episode was really good. I liked that. I wasn't on that one either. I know that's why it was good. Oh, that was that's the only one I've missed. That's coincidence. It was good. Not. It was good because we also uh, we it was the first time we experimented throwing in like clips of things. Why? (laughs) <laughs> Why? And then listen what to it for call- 40 minutes and, and be hope- like, there's nothing about Chumbawamba in here. There's <laughs> some should, dude talking. We should call it Eric Busby versus Chumbawamba. And like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't oppose, I'm not opposed to And now that. I'm afraid of like our listeners in the Isle of Man. Like maybe I offended some of them because they love Chumbawamba. Oh, you mean all 10 of them? Yeah. Wait, we have 10 listeners in the Isle of Man? It's a big family. Mm-hmm. What's cool. up, guys? I'm so happy to hear that you're still with us. It's- yeah, according to our uh, statistics on, on whatever website we post these to. Check out Eric Busby. <laughs> <laughs> He's a specimen. Check him out. Cool. Uh, anyway, yeah. Well... Thank you guys uh, for coming and talking about Chumbawamba and Eric and everything. <laughs> Thanks for being with us, Eric. Um, you know it. Um, thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, please let us know what you think. Give us a, a, a rating and give us a, a, a review. Let Patreon. Us, let us know. Get on that Patreon. Give these people some money. Thank let you, us Eric. know what's going on. Let <laughs> us know nice how much you appreciate it. <laughs> 50 cents goes a long way. Um, JK, I don't think you can donate 50. Can you? Don- uh, it yeah, doesn't you matter. Can, you can do whatever you want. Um, yeah, do what you want. Send us a bag full of mayonnaise. I don't know. I didn't I'll eat it. What? I don't, <laughs> don't do that. I know that. Mayonnaise. Our, let me quote, give you unquote. Chris's home address. I think that's like you the, can on our it. business license. It's like the my home address is on there, so please don't do that. <laughs> You're going to get bags of mayonnaise. <laughs> Rancid mayonnaise. Uh, it'll be great. Um, um, is, Eric, uh, do you want to plug yourself? Where can they find you? <laughs> okay. Go plug yourself. <laughs> All right, people, listen close because I'm only going to say this once for the third or fourth time. (laughs) And you can find me just by searching my name on Spotify, Eric Busby. That's B-U-Z-B-E-E, Eric with a C, the superior spelling. And also, if you want to see the streams, it's on Facebook, just facebook.com slash Eric Busby music because it wasn't originally meant for gaming streams. So... Yeah, I was gonna say does I, have music I had at a the end. hard time finding your stream at first. Like I had to friend you, and then I had to. You had to friend me. Yeah, I had to like go through some hoops just to find it. So yeah. if there's yeah, an easier yeah. way, slash Eric Busby music. And now so Facebook.com created for the Deadbeat. Wait, no, it was created for after the Deadbeat revival stuff. And, okay. And I didn't have anything to post, and then I got a ton of followers from Eat Bulaga and just other stuff. And I just I did a few like Tagalog covers and. Mm-hmm. Uh, other songs I posted there. So that's why it's the Eric Busby music. And I was like, it'd be a shame if these people didn't get daily doses of Mario in their life. And out of concern for them, I started streaming. I feel that way about a lot of people. Yeah. And, and now we've got you here to plug your stream. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, so you can find it there. Pissing the night away. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to I got a website link that uh, does not actually work. It'll take you my, to my Twitch account that I never use, busby.tv. I'll switch that over, so keep that in mind. We'll, 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 link, we'll link to all your stuff in the show notes. Yes. So people can, yep. can Sweet. But yeah, I need to actually adjust that because I do have the link busby.tv, but my Twitch account is completely inactive right now. So... You and, and maybe a week do, or something. Best streamers got out of there so as fast as you could. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, yeah, actually, yeah. like uh, Facebook. The interesting thing about it is, like, they're pretty new in the streaming industry, right? Yeah. Like they just started last year or something like that. And they could use the money. So there yeah. is not a massive saturation of competition yet. So like, if you search for Kaizo Mario or Super yeah. Mario World or just the word Mario, there's actually a very few amount of results i'm like weirdly good at super nintendo games so i was like yeah. i saw you do it i was like i want to try this yeah it's it if you I stream was, at we'll 2 a.m where i usually end my stream then i can raid you yeah because <laughs> they do have raids they've got a way to make money now sweet yeah right and and stuff like that like they're adding a bunch of stuff a bunch of stuff is still in beta and it's just new so like twitch if you try to start there there's just tons of people chances are if people go consistently to twitch they're going for someone so it's a lot harder to get eyes yeah but one interesting thing about that i was thinking about mario is like tons of people on facebook that don't even watch gaming videos but they mm. might see that my mario video and they'll be like oh mario yeah yeah so that's, sure. that's kind of been my angle Cool. It seems like it's doing all right. It's a good angle. Yeah. Even though now I'm one of those Facebook streamers. No. <laughs> right I, on. I get it. Right. Anyway, right. Uh, you guys can uh, continue your outro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, dude, we really appreciate you coming. Eric Busby Music. Yeah. Go no, there. You. Thank you for coming. Yeah, dude. Uh, giving me your views. Your insights on the greatest one-hit wonder band of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. According to Cracked. Number eight. According to Cracked. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Chumba Wumba. All right. Sweet. Jake, take us home. All right. Nothing else? No. Everybody, everybody, everybody's good? Yeah. Yep. Well, then thank you all for uh, listening. We love you, and we'll see you next week. All right, guys. Bye. Get out of here. Eric's going to raid me, like you said earlier. <laughs> After he plugs the stream. <laughs> <laughs>